go ask people what they want. People want to give you their opinions. They want to be heard. So if you find yourself in a three-hour brainstorming meeting, you're not to say you're wasting your time, but you're talking to the wrong people. What's up, Zach Oates here, author, entrepreneur, and customer relationship guru. Welcome to Give an Ovation, growth strategies for restaurants and retailers, where we find industry leaders to share their secrets to grow your business. This podcast is sponsored by Ovation, the actionable guest feedback tool that works on or off premise and is easy, real time, and actually drives revenue. Learn more at OvationUp.com. Welcome to another edition of Give and Ovation. I am joined today by Christy LaMagna. Now, I'm going to tell you a little bit about her, and then I'm going to tell you a little bit about why it's fun to tell you a little bit about her. So, Christy is a dynamic keynote speaker, master strategist, author, coach, mentor who teaches companies and people how to either get strategic or get left behind. She's also the Marcom advisor for an amazing shift uh, scheduling company, Shedwell, that was founded by a dear friend of ours, uh, Corey Warfield, super cool guy awesome connector. And when I kind of went over that short bio with Christy beforehand to say, is, is this okay? She goes, you know what? People don't care who I am. They just care. Am I going to be useful? And I promise you, Christy is going to be useful. So today, Christy, thank you for joining us on Give Innovation. I am so excited to be here, Zach. Thank you. And to look at all that you have done for your clients and see what a difference you make to talk to someone who can actually deliver results and who just doesn't talk is a privilege because the world is full of folks who know how to say great things but not deliver and you get the first ovation because you're really changing customers and changing lives so wow Wow. okay christy (laughs) we're we're off to a good start here (laughs) (laughs) so well thank you for that um one thing so first of all i know that you've got a lot of stuff that you do right i would love to kind of hear tell me a little bit about like what's what's going on in in uh, christy's life right now oh my uh so christy's life right now i am it's interesting because for so many people the pandemic you know they're rearranging their sock drawers i have never been busier so um you know people call me and say i'm so bored and i just want to weep because <laughs> come come help me um so what's fascinating is Shedwell is just we're, we're creating and doing and that's keeping me busy but so much of what i do is about strategy and i'm writing a second book called life lived strategically and it talks about three principles and you just mentioned one of them it's not about you you have to deliver what's in it for me to a client otherwise they will pick something else and giver's gain, which is give people what they need and you will get what you want. So that applies to every situation in life. So I have a lot of folks from coaching right now because they're struggling to either find their purpose or they've been laid off and they're looking for new jobs or they're spending too much time with their families. <laughs> Just need some me talk. So I have been able to connect with more people this year than ever because they have the time. So this is, you know, that although this year has been difficult, there is so many blessings that are there if you look for them. So yeah, there's all kinds of great stuff going on in my life. Well, that's, that's awesome. So let's start with a pretty easy question. Let's start with a softball question, Christy. Um, one that I'm sure sparks zero to little debate out there in the uh, community, which is what is strategy? Oh, I love that question. So for me, strategy is people oftentimes confuse goals with wishes. 
so they don't have a clear plan. And people have talked about SMART goals, specific, actionable, measurable, realistic, timely. That still really doesn't get to the heart of what a strategy is. So strategy is, this is where I'm going. This is my endpoint. This is exactly what everything I do is going to accelerate. So um, Truman said, um, I think it was Truman, that said, if you can only see obstacles, you've taken your eye off the goal, mm. which I love. I think that's just, it's one of my favorite sayings. So strategy is having a crystal clear vision of what direction you're going in, why you're doing it, and when, how to define success when you get there. And then a strategic plan means, so here are my goals. This is who I need around me to accomplish those goals. And here are all the things I need to execute on them. So it gives you just laser focus and a strategic plan means, especially, especially for a company, what happens oftentimes is a board of directors or a team of executives will decide these are the, these are the three things that we need to accomplish this year. And this is what your executives will be bonused on. So we need to reduce churn. We need to increase sales. Most of the, the rank and file don't know what those goals are. So even when you're thinking about, you know, what event should we go to? What publication should we advertise? And how should we spend our marketing budget? If we don't know as an organization what direction we're marching towards, then we're going to go in different directions. So strategy is every single person knows it. And every layer of the organization is marching to that beat. So much like with Ovation, when um, I was reading some of the case studies and, <clears throat> you know, there was a restaurant, Seven Brothers, I think yeah. it's called. Uh-huh. You know, we treat our clients like family and we want to, like, how do we really reach them? And because they looked at it from every single aspect of their business, including tell us how we're doing, what else can we do? And making sure that every single detail was covered so that they could treat people like family, which means your opinion matters to me. And it's not about the money. It's about the experience that we give you. Then, you know, like, that's why you were such a good fit, but it was because they realized that Every single thing we do, including, you know, the, the thickness of a napkin can make a difference for a client. So yeah, make I, sure that everyone knows what that is. And if we're going to spend money on marketing, what is going to get us to that goal? And it's not necessarily more advertising. It's how do we make the people who are already clients happier and let's get their feedback. And then they give you, you know, more um, online reviews. And so if you give people what they want, they will give you what you want. So they got reviews and their business grew, but it's because they gave people what they wanted because you feel like family and this is, this is the best experience that you can have for your money. And so it wasn't about them. It was what's in it for me for a client. I'm going to give you this money. What will you give me in return? And they gave them that experience. And now their sales have gone up exponentially. So it's, it's that giver's gain principle. It works in every situation. So. Love that. There, there is a lot to unpack there, but a couple of things <laughs> off the bat. Um, <clears throat> so I, I love how you put that, that uh, goals aren't the strategy, right? That's like part, it could be a part of the strategy, but a lot of people look at our strategy is to get to, you know, 4 million in sales this year. Okay. Well, that, that's, that's not the strategy. That's a goal. And that's good to have that goal. But the strategy, I like how you talked about that. It's like the the why, the how, and the where of of uh, you know where you want to end up, as opposed to just the where, you know. And uh, really, really sharp. And one thing that I work in an advertising agency in New York City called Naked Communications, mm-hmm. 
and uh, Casual Fridays were not as exciting as the name may make it out to be. <laughs> but we really great company. And one of their things, one of their mantras that always stuck with me is that everything communicates. Everything communicates. When we worked on Dunkin' Donuts, um, they were looking to, to you know, improve their, they went to them for marketing ideas. And one of the big ideas that they came back with was, well, you need to redo bathrooms and you need to make sure bathrooms are clean. Why? Because no matter how good it, the store looks, no matter how neatly the donuts are stacked, if you go into the bathroom and it looks like, you know, early 90s Times Square public restroom, like, no, thank you. Right. It, it totally destroys the whole brand. And so you, you need to look at everything. And I think that what you're talking about with the guest experience is, is critical, right? It's not just like you talked about, they looked at all these different aspects and strategically, we can't just say like back in the day, we are going to have a very good dining experience. Well, guess what? That dining experience will never be the same. Not that it's not going to get back to it, but that people are going to have come with different expectations and people are so used to not dining in your dining room, but dining in their living room. And so how do you keep that brand, uh, like the experience, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, I'm, I'm not interviewing myself here, but what you said just like sparked <laughs> a bunch of these memories. Yeah, and a friend of mine always said, I judge a restaurant, the quality of the food is important, but by the condition of their bathrooms, because if that they know people are going to see, what does their kitchen look like? So I will always judge a restaurant by its bathrooms. Interesting. Yeah, because if you know that this is open to the public and this is what it looks like, what's going on behind the closed door? So if you don't value cleanliness, you don't value cleanliness. So yeah, not interesting. I love that. And I think I'm thinking about these uh, road trips that I, that I go on where the whole billboard is like, it's a really tiny font, stop at our Chevron, next exit, and in huge letters, clean bathroom, <laughs> right? Like, yeah. Because that's interesting. I I like that though, judging the restaurant by the bathrooms. And one thing that you had mentioned also was that you need to get really quickly to the WIFM, right? Like the the what's in it for me. And so talk to me about how do you look at that in terms of of strategy uh, with a restaurant? Like how does a restaurant really focus on the customer? Because it's, it's kind of, and I mean that in terms of it's kind of hard sometimes because you're talking about your menu items, you're talking about you know your ambiance, and and then how do you how do you make that about the customer? Sure, and so it's often very difficult to say. What do you mean? It's not about me. So the part of with them is it's not about you. So in order for you as a restaurateur to get to with them, it can't be about you. So if you believe that you know, your favorite color is this, or it's not about you. So find out, and again, it's funny, and I continue to talk about Ovation, but it's true. So Ovation can reach out to clients and say, um, would you, you know, how would you feel about this new menu item? What colors, you know, make it a contest, you know, what we're going to redo our dining room. What color palette, you know, would you rather it be cream or blue? It's what it's, it's not about, what you want to give me. It's about what I want to take. So from a restaurant perspective, they say, okay, we're going to do this happy hour and we're going to do, you know, 
XYZ drinks for X amount of dollars. But if they potentially surveyed their clients, they would find out that the one thing that has happened is we've all been home and we've all gained a lot of weight. So we're really eager to go out and socialize, but we don't want the calories. So we would love to have mocktails so that we can go out and feel glamorous and have a reason to get dressed up and be with our friends, but we don't want the calories. So we would rather a mocktail because that will allow us to check all our boxes. But if you don't ask me, I'm not going to tell you. So it's that dining experience that you just said, and it's, I've never heard anyone say this before. Like we're not dining in our dining rooms and we're eating in our living rooms. So you have these beautiful mission style chairs and your dining room is hardwood and it's gorgeous. But people are now when they dine are looking for a softer experience because they've been sitting in their armchairs. So, and you say, you know what, during this time, I've decided to completely redo the dining room and this is how I'm doing it. That might not be what your clients want. It's not about you. So you have to take yourself out of the equation because when you think about with them, I have a hundred dollars. I'm going out to dinner. You're competing with every single option I have. I have a hundred dollars. I can go to the supermarket and go down the frozen food aisle and buy pigs in a blanket and, you know, beer. So when you think about it, so you and I right now are having a conversation. Both of us could be doing anything else in the world. We could be napping. We could be flossing our cat's teeth. We could be we could, vacuuming. You could be doing anything other than this. So think about the chances of me having been invited and you having me say yes. What that means is there was nothing else for this time in the world that I wanted to do more than this. And for all the people who you could have spoken to, I am the only person in the world that you want to talk to during this period of time. So when you think as a restaurateur, you're competing with everything. My desire to stay home. I don't want to drive. I, I could eat somewhere else. So it, it's, you're not just competing with other restaurants. You're competing with every other option I have, which is, you know what, I'm just going to eat a bowl of cereal. So until you can be more compelling than literally every other option I have, every single one, which includes not leaving the house, I'm not going to choose you. So it's not just being better than the guy across the street. It's being the only place I want to eat when I'm hungry in that moment. And if you can't get yourself out of that equation and be the single answer, then I've got every other choice in the world except you. So... You know, that's, that's why it's important to know what your customers are thinking, because I have every other, op every single other option available to me, to me in the world that I could choose instead of you. I, that is such a good way to think about it. Cause it totally true. Right? Like, <laughs> you, you put things on your calendar, but yeah, like I'm, I'm doing this because I really want to talk to you, right? Like I, I really enjoyed our conversation that we had last time. <laughs> you're, you're super smart. You're very strategically minded. You, you do a great job of putting frameworks on things. And I was like, man, this would be awesome to record a conversation with her. Mm -hmm. um, and I was like, you know, uh, with a lot of my podcast guests, I'm kind of like, I, I kind of know where it's going to go. I mean, I had no idea where this conversation was going to go. I just know that you're, you're sharp and I want to have a conversation and I want people to be able to meet you, you know? Um, but I think that's, that's a really good way to put it is we're, we're not competing as a restaurant owner. We're not competing with, you know, the, the place across the street. We're competing with everything. And especially now more than ever, right? Because uh, with the convenience of online, all of a sudden that opens up entirely new windows of competition, but 
entirely new windows of opportunity. You know, our, we work with a great company called Nextbyte. And they, you know, they, they have all of these awesome uh, ghost kitchen concepts. And these restaurants can just pop in a, a couple of different restaurants into their restaurant and open this opportunity that was never available before. And I think that there's some really exciting things that are happening there. And strategically, as you look at how do you want to achieve your goals and how do you, how do you provide this great customer experience? I think that there's a lot, uh, a lot more tools out there to help you stand out than there ever have been before. I would follow up on that with, <clears throat> we have so many of us will, you know, I've got this great idea and we brainstorm it. And, or you'll, <clears throat> for, I think, so I have a deep event background. And people will think about, you know, for this event, we should do this and we should do this. And they do all this brainstorming. Well, I'm not the one going to that event. You are. So anytime you find yourself brainstorming, my suggestion is always, and this goes back to strategy, don't make the decision for me. Instead of brainstorming and trying to figure it out, go ask your audience. Why are you brainstorming? You don't have to create the information. It's there. Go ask people what they want. People want to give you their opinions. They want to be heard. So if you find yourself in a three-hour brainstorming meeting, you're, to say you're wasting your time, but you're talking to the wrong people because it's not about you. It's about <laughs> your clients. Yeah, that's a really so, good idea. Thinking about all the brainstorming sessions, right? It's like, well, you, we can cut this down because so many of it is based on assumptions, right? right? So oh, this would be really cool to do. Yeah, but, but do, they, do they think it's cool? And who, who is they, by the way? <laughs> Well, and that's why the third principle is give people what they want and they will give you what you want. So it's ask them. So we've got this ghost kitchen that we're thinking of putting in and it could be, you know, gourmet grilled cheese. It can be that don't brainstorm, ask. And then you're probably going to cut down your chances of failure because you didn't brainstorm it. You actually have hard data and it, it doesn't have to be expensive. You know, it doesn't have to be a focus group. People will give you their opinions and social media is a beautiful thing. So it, you, you can get, gather this information fairly inexpensively if you have a strategy and you get out of your own way. Love that. What they want, and then listen to the answers. So you're not smarter than I am if you're asking me my opinion. Because people will get the answer and go, yeah, you know, they said this, but I really want to do that. That's <laughs> the worst thing in the world. <laughs> if you're going to ask, you know, you should actually listen to the answers. Listen. Mm-hmm. Um, Good advice for business and uh, relationships. Um, <laughs> so last question, I, I want to pivot a little bit. You know, as people have are coming out of 2020 and granted, you know, January 1 came and it's not like the heavens were parted and all of a sudden we're, we're done with our 2020 woes. But I feel like people got kind of a renewed sense of, all right, we could do it, right? Mm-hmm. And here we are. Closing out Q1, what would you say to people who are kind of thinking about their life and like strategically, how, how, what's some advice that you would give someone about uh, reframing, refocusing? How do we, how do I use this time of incredible change of 2020 to make 2021 really, really good? That's a fantastic question. And it's funny how you know, people asking for a friend, of course, not, not at all. Yeah, of course. Uh, so it's funny. Someone said to me, you know, everybody thought that 2021 things were going to magically change. It's more like 2020 said to 2021, here, hold my beer. <laughs> Which I 
thought was hysterical. <laughs> So, um, so I, like I had said to you, I'm working with so many people and I have a, a person who I work with who was so unhappy and just so closed, very tight and just so lost. And I had said, well, you know, and how was your day? I had a terrible day. Okay. Tell me why. And then we would listen. I would listen and say, so what was bad about the day? Oh, you know what? I guess it wasn't a bad day. Okay. And we, and so what I found was in just having conversations and we've been talking for a very long time, wait a minute, why don't you give yourself permission to be happy? What, like, so what we did was we were talking and um, suddenly it was, well, you're talking about your lease is coming up. You don't love your apartment. Why don't you look at buying a house? I can't buy a house. Why can't you buy a house? Well, because you're supposed to be married first. Who said that? Well, everybody knows that. Okay, well, hi. <laughs> I own a house. I'm not married. What, so, well, I don't know how to buy a house. Okay. So what if you just went online this weekend and went to Zillow? Okay, I could do that. Well, I don't know what I like. That's okay. So just look at the... So it was interesting because so many of us with this time have decided that we're frustrated or that we're bored or you know we don't like our jobs, but we don't necessarily give ourselves permission to continue the thought. So, you know, I can't switch careers. Everybody knows me. This is what I do. I can't switch careers. Why not? Why not? Oh, well, I guess maybe I could. Or I can't go back to school. How come? And we tell ourselves, you know, and it sounds cliche, but it's true. Like we're limited only by ourselves. And our imagination or our, our permission, the permission we give ourselves is what allows us to go forward or holds us back. So I had a conversation with this person and we talked about, could you give yourself permission to go to Zillow? And there's now a real estate agent and two homes. And we're talking in seven days. Suddenly this person is going to be a homeowner. And literally seven days ago, this was one of those, well, I can't do that. Well, why not? And then it was, oh my, do you, do you know that I can do this? Like, and, <laughs> and then they ran to the goal because it never occurred to them that this was available. So... I would say, you know, we talked when we started and it's, it's wonderful when things come full circle, you know, goals and wishes, they're very different, but to, to even a wish or a, is an unfulfilled dream and a complaint is a wish that has gone wrong. Right. So, you know, mm. I'm 10 pounds overweight. Okay. Well that, so your fitness goal isn't working. So if you take what's making you unhappy, what's making your friend unhappy, Zach, wink, wink, and what would you need to do to change that? Well, you know, uh, I love my job, but I really, whatever it is, okay, well, what would stop that from changing? Well, it can't. And then just give yourself permission to X, Y, Z. And it's incredible how much changes simply because it's you who's holding you back and you don't realize it because I can't get married. I, I can't buy a house unless I'm married. And then when you really think about it, you're like, well, what would happen if I did? Oh, nothing. I'd, I'd be a homeowner. <laughs> so it's, yeah, I, I would say just look at things as they are and then but where do you want them to be? And let's figure out how to get there. And then every single thing you do needs to be a goal to bring you to that place. Because if you can only see obstacles, you've taken your eye off the goal. So if I say to you, why can't you do this? And you give me all the reasons you can't, all you're supposed to be looking at is what's here. And all you're looking at is everything over here. Just focus on this. 
So. Love that. Christy, here's, here are my key takeaways. One, I love that strategy is that crystal clear vision of the how, why, and where you're going and making sure that everyone knows it. Number two, uh, make it about the guest. Make it about your customer every single time. It's not about you. Uh, and I love that really tactical advice. If you're ever in a brainstorming session, you probably need to uh, be doing some customer interviews. Um, number three, make sure your bathrooms are clean because if Christy's a coming, she wants that clean. Uh, four, you, you're not trying to be better than the guy across the street. You're trying to be better than every other option. So tall order, but lots of opportunities. And I love that last one. Ask why not give yourself permission to be happy. Uh, just because the, the, the way that things always were, were, doesn't mean that they have to be that way, right? Um, Christy, thank you so much for joining us today. How do people find you, follow you? Uh, you can follow me at, uh, excuse me, my email address is Christy at Shedwell.com. So C-H-R-I-S-T-Y at Shedwell, which is S-H-E-D-W-O-O-L.com. And you can find me on Twitter at at S as in Sam, M as in Mary, E as in Edward Events, S in, at SME Christy. Well, Christy, for coming on and helping us all feel a little bit better about 2021, today's ovation goes to you. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Zach. I really had fun. Thank you. Glad you're with us today. And thank you. Thank you to the risk takers, the troublemakers, the crazies who are keeping this world clothed and fed. You're the ones who deserve an ovation. Again, this podcast was sponsored by Ovation. To see how we can help you grow your business, go to OvationUp.com. Don't forget to subscribe. And as always, remember to give someone in your life an ovation today.